Hello, 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 and welcome to Zippity Doo Disney, the podcast where we help you make the most of your Disney vacation using tips from experienced people just like you. So sit tight and let's get started. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 15 of Zippity Doo Disney. I'm your host, Eric Frenchman, and this episode is titled Avoiding an Undesirous Disney Vacation Amidst a Coronavirus. That's right. This episode, I'm going to take a look at how I'm planning my future vacations and what my expectations are when Disney World reopens. Here's how this episode is going to roll. First, we're going to take a quick look at my recently canceled April 23rd trip and see what Disney World offered me. Next, we'll take a look at Shanghai Disney. Then we'll look at my expectations in the short and long run. And finally, what my plans are for the future. So sit back. Enjoy the show, thanks for listening, and let's go on that ride. Back in February, right before COVID-19 became the problem it is, we decided to do another No Kids Disney Vacation. We did our first one back in September, and you can listen to it on episode 10. But we decided to go back together at the end of April. Yep, I booked a Disney vacation right when we all started learning about COVID-19 in the hopes by the end of April... It would blow over like the flu. We did talk about the possibilities of not wanting to go because of that, but that's what everyone thought. It was something that only affected people with existing health issues. That's right. This 53-year-old man with high blood pressure thought he'd be invincible to COVID-19 and going to Disney World would not be an issue. Well, things have certainly changed. We couldn't get a DVC reservation, of which, of course, we're a member for many years. But Disney sent offers to annual pass holders, and I got a sweet reservation, a safari view at the Animal Kingdom Lodge. I then booked us at fabulous restaurants, some of our favorites, including the Flying Fish and Morimoto's, and grabbed all the fast passes we wanted, including Flights of Passage and the Millennium Falcon. Actually, the only one I didn't grab was Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Train, and I kept trying to get it up to the last minute. But guess what? I never got one, even with people canceling their trips. That should tell you guys how hard it will be to get on that ride when Disney World reopens. I even planned a rise at a resistance morning with the hopes of getting on Mickey and Minnie's that morning by waiting in the standby line. I also spent a ton of time, ton of time trying to figure out special events, literally going through every possible tour and event that Disney World has. I narrowed it down to three. Booked them. First up was the Fairy Tale Fireworks, which is a cruise in the Seven Seas Lagoon to watch the Magic Kingdom fireworks. Next, I grabbed the Starlight Safari, which is a nighttime safari ride through the Animal Kingdom, complete with infrared goggles. How cool is that? I grabbed a later tour and paired it with an early dinner at G-Coast at the Animal Kingdom. Our final extra experience was caring for giants, which got us within 50 feet of the elephants. By the way, going back to that uh, Starlight Safari, think of how brilliant that is. Dinner at a fabulous restaurant, Gico's, and then over to the Starlight Safari ride through the Animal Kingdom, and then back to bed at the Animal Kingdom Lodge. That was genius. Really sorry I didn't get to do that one. Anyway... All of these were extra costs, but I thought they were totally worth it. The only one I missed out on was Up Close with Rhinos, but I kept checking to see if it was available, 
But alas, it wasn't. I also checked every day for the runaway train fast passes, but could never get one, even as people started talking about canceling their trips and Disney was canceling trips. Disney World at the time was still operating, so I kept checking, but then things got progressively worse and work worse. Heck, even the fast passes we were were getting hard to get for some odd reason. My next checkpoint was when Disney needed the rest of the money for our vacation. Like you, I just put a $200 deposit down, but then I owed a couple thousand dollars. Oh, before I forget, I did buy my girlfriend, Lisa, a park hopper. Plus, I got the quick service meal plan for both of us. We were booked to the hilt. So between the hotel, the meal plan, park pass, airline tickets, and the special experiences, this trip was into the thousands. And that's before the sit-down meals and shopping. Sadly, Disney World, Disney announced the park closures at the close of business on March 15th. And as of this recording, they are still closed. And even double sadder, if you could be double sadder, this past week I was supposed to be on my second No Kids Disney vacation. But when my turn came, about 30 days before a vacation, Disney canceled everything. They actually did an efficient job. It didn't even require a phone call. I got an email and all the credits started appearing on my credit cards. Gone were the fast passes and the restaurant reservations. They did send me a nice bounce back coupon on free mail plans for the summer, but I'm not biting considering we were going back in December and going to Disney World in the summer. Well, you might as well just spend a week in hell because it's that hot. The other good news was that we'd be able to use Lisa's park passes at a later date and Disney is extending my annual pass for the time Disney is closed. Since I usually end up renewing for our December trip, that saves me a bunch of dollars. And all that great research I did on special experiences will come in handy in December. But what will the parts look like when they reopen? Well, let's take a look at the first Disney park to reopen, which is Disneyland Shanghai. Shanghai is slated to be open. Well, depending, depending on when you're listening to this, next week, May 11th. Actually, that's tomorrow as of this recording. And a little known fact is it's Disney's largest park. So this gives us some insight into what Disney can do for the Floridian parks. Disney is opening Shanghai with enhanced safety features. So let's take a look at them as they're currently set up. Guests will either need to buy a park pass for a specific date or in the case of annual pass holders, they will be required to make a reservation for their date. Crowds will be controlled at restaurants and rides. I guess that means less people. Social distancing on ride queues. No more jamming it in and filling in all the available space. Rides will be loaded with social distancing in mind. And enhanced cleaning and sanitation. That should mean a lot of hand sanitizers. Cast members will be trained in contactless interaction. Weren't they contactless pretty much before? Anyway, plus cast members... Cast members will receive protective gear. Based on the numbers I saw, I'd estimate about 25% capacity. Shanghai opening is being pitched as a limited capacity park opening. That's all fine and dandy that it's opening, but it doesn't sound like the awesome Disney park experience we're used to. Of course, things have to change, yes. And we probably won't ever be back to normal till we have a vaccine. But is this what we're supposed to expect in Florida when they reopen? I'd say at the start, yes. But what else could we expect? Well, all this is a little early and nobody knows for sure. 
But I think it's safe to assume that Disney Springs, a.k.a. Downtown Disney, for your longtime Disney uh, vacationers, will open first. As I've spoken about before, this is Disney's premier shopping, entertainment, and dining district. And it certainly could get open first in a reduced capacity manner during Florida's early phased opening. So if you're into Disney Springs like I am, I think you will be enjoying Disney Springs very shortly, even if it's a reduced capacity. And that should still be a lot of fun because Springs is awesome. And even with some restrictions in place, it will almost certainly be as awesome as it normally would be. You might also even get some hotels opening too with restrictions. Me, I'm not taking a trip down to Florida to go shopping. That's the tail wagging the dog and the dogs of the parks. Oh, by the way, breaking news. Disney just announced a phase opening on Disney Springs on May 20th. Pretty much the way I described it. I'm a fortune teller, right? So, continuing to use my crystal ball, we can assume that Disney World will open with reduced capacity, social distancing, and some of the other COVID-19 safety practices we are seeing in Shanghai. I saw plenty of other rumors running around on Facebook pages and some of the Disney message boards I'm in. From what I could gather, I guess it's safe to assume 25% capacity. It doesn't necessarily seem that bad, but you'd have to assume reduced cast members and perhaps reduced food. I'd also worry about the parades not running and other Disney magical touches getting shelved for now. Fireworks? Who knows? Some of those special guest experiences I booked? Maybe those don't exist in the short term. I even saw some crazy rumors about Epcot not opening. What about those beautiful Skyliners we talked about in the last episode? How would they work? Would the character greeting still exist? Who knows? But I saw rumors that no, they would not. Looking at Shanghai, you'd have to assume wiping down of rides in between. So even with reduced capacity, that would slow the rides down. And finally, is Disney going to drop the prices to incentivize people to go? Who knows? I bet against that. So you're looking at reduced capacity, reduced magical moments, slower ride loads, maybe less experiences like the fireworks and other ones, and all for the same price? Sounds like a great deal, huh? Hmm. Personally, I think unless you are a Floridian resident and, and have an annual pass, or you have an annual pass and it's going to Disney's not too much of a schlep, it's not worth it. I think you should wait. I'm waiting. I'm not rushing down there. Let other people be the guinea pigs. I'm not trying to say it's going to be bad. It's Disney. It can't be bad. Even with these changes. Disney's like pizza. When it's good, it's great. And when it's bad, it's still pretty good. However, Disney is never a cheap vacation. I don't care what you do. It's expensive. But I think it's worth it because of all those extra touches. I think the food is great. The hotels are great. The restaurants are great. But I don't think it will be worth what you're paying for if they make too many sacrifices to open. However, Disney cuts prices on park admissions and hotels. Perhaps it would be worth giving a try. But if you want my advice and since you're listening to my podcast, I'm telling you to wait. Wait to see what happens. Wait to see if there is a treatment. Wait to see about vaccines. Wait to see what Disney's really doing and what the guests think. For example, my next trip is December 28th, 2020. There are so many things that can happen by then that I'm super hopeful Disney World will look closer to normal. It will be worth what I'm paying for it. I have my calendar marked for six months out so I could book restaurant reservations. You do that too, right? 
I'm also going to try to get some of my Disney experiences back for this trip. Definitely the fairy tale fireworks for my girlfriend and I. I like to either get caring for giants or up close with rhinos, and I'm going to try really hard to get up close with rhinos this time. The late night safari sounds fun too, but going from Animal Kingdom to Bay Lake is a bit of a hike without taking a cab. Eh, I'll probably end up doing it. Thanks to our recently canceled trips, all four of us and their family have airline refunds to use, so that's cool, and airlines are super cheap right now. I think it's time to lock them in, my trip. Plus, with Disney extending my annual pass every day that they're closed, it saves me some money. I'm getting excited as Disney announces more and more updates. My bottom line is, if you're not a Florida resident or a diehard that goes three times per year and they're close to the parks, I'd wait. Wait as long as you can. Until everything gets worked out and Disney brings back all the Disney magical touches that make it an expensive but worth what you pay for it vacation. And that's a wrap for episode 15. You got a quick review of my canceled spring vacation. <laughs> I reviewed Shanghai Disneyland, the latest announcement on Disney Springs. Plus, I gave you my best guess of what a phase one Disney World opening looks like. And a peek into my strategy for where I'm going next. Sorry it took me so long to get this one this podcast out. COVID-19, the stay-at-home owners didn't stay at home. New Jersey orders didn't have me in a creative mood. But now I'm back. I'm already working on my next pod, which is going to Disney World with Tiny Tots. Thanks for listening. And thanks for going on this ride. <laughs>